Well, what's up, folks? It is Thursday night and or Friday Eve, depending on who you talk to and those who keep the days of the week. But nevertheless, it is Thursday. And by the way, if you listen to Miguel and Holly this morning, if you guys recall, it is Throwback Thursday where Miguel and Holly, of course, the show is over, but the Throwback Thursday continues the music on Hot 101.5. And if you guys want to see that Miguel and Holly show, by the way, you can go on the website. Look for their show there on the website. You can also go on Facebook because if you're a fan in the morning, they check in on Facebook. So you can take a look at the live shots that they have in the morning on Facebook. And also, if you're away from the Tampa area, you can also listen to them on iHeartRadio. Just look for them on Hot 101.5 and you'll be able to find them there. So I'm going to bring up the screenshots here in a moment. But before I get everything underway, first of all, again, it is Thursday night. I'm Angel, the host of Broad Street South. Welcome to the LG Sales Direct Sales Studio. Episode 71, and I want to mention before the show, again, get started here, Dr. Boone and Rapid Robert of Goose's Goats Radio, or sorry, Retro Sports Talk, uh, debuting on Sunday, August 29th at 4 o'clock. Everybody's waiting for Goose up there in Liverpool, Pennsylvania to get the show underway. So August 29th at 4 o'clock, we will be part of that show at 4, and we can't wait. So uh, we're excited, of course. To be partners with Goose as he is with us. So August 29th, 4 o'clock, that will be the first live show for Goose's Goats Retro Sports Talk Show. And it's going to be a lot of fun, so we can't wait for that to happen. So uh, let's get the show underway. It is, again, episode 71. I can see Miguel Fuller in the green room. And if you guys can't tell by my smile, I have been waiting so patiently to speak to Miguel because you guys have no idea the energy that this man's about to bring. So if y'all thought the show was hot this morning, just you wait because it is the after show here on Broad Street South. I'm Angel. Let's get this show on the road. All right. And, of course, the other man that I cannot do this show without, my co-host, Vito Corleone. I'm telling you, I'm going to stop it one day just so people can see you throw your arms in the air like you just don't Never. care. <laughs> That's all right. What's Never, up, Angie? How are you tonight? It's going to happen. I'm, I keep telling you it's going to happen. It's going to happen, but it's okay. I got you. Don't worry. How's everything back in Philly? Oh, the NFL is back tonight with the Hall of Fame game. Bill's making a couple moves. One win and four in a row, and the Sixers are making some free agent moves. How the hell are you, Angel? I am absolutely fantastic. Apparently, someone decided to turn the weather here in paradise to monsoon weather because we've had nonstop rain for the past three days, and it's getting a little bit crazy. Matter of fact, I think it's funny because as we get into the show here, Holly for, I want to say – about two weeks ago, uh, the co-host of the show from uh, Miguel and Holly, she stated that it was going to rain, and it was like almost a run-on joke for a week because every time she mentioned it was going to rain, it didn't rain. So now we're getting tons of rain that we're missing out on. So, uh, Holly, thank you if you're watching tonight. Thank you for watching. But it was a lot of fun. So, yeah, we got uh, a lot of rain the past couple of days. And, of course, Tuesday night we had to cancel the show because, unfortunately, we lost internet thanks to the rain. So, but it's okay. It's Thursday. We're here. And I want to bring up the screen here real quick before I bring the man himself on here. Again, if you guys look for Miguel Fuller, Holly O'Connor, Scotty the Body, you guys can check them out on Miguel and Holly. And I'm telling you, if you want a four-hour 
action-packed fun show from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. Excuse me, Jesus Christ. 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. <laughs> That's more than oh, four man. hours. Yeah, but it's from 6 to 10. If you guys didn't watch it, I mean, again, it's a lot of fun from beginning to end. It's, it's so much fun within the show. You get to learn so much from these guys. And we finally got to know who Mr. Silver Fox was, which I'm pretty sure that's going to be a fun segment when it comes to um, Miguel here. So I, I can't wait to talk to him even about uh, Mr. Silver Fox. I don't even give out the name yet because it took us for a while for us listeners to listen in to who he was. But again, if you guys look for him on Hot 101.5, TampaBay.com, uh, also on the Facebook page, because again, in the morning, you guys can see right there, they're on in the morning. They do the morning check-in, which I get the notification on my phone every time they do it. If that's not enough, hey, look for them and follow them as I do here on Twitter, Miguel and Holly Show. And if you want to follow them individually, you got Radio Holly, Holly O'Connor herself, and Scotty the Body, Scott Talvin. And if that's not enough for you guys, well, guess what? The Insta is there. Not the Finsta, like Holly likes to say. It's the Insta. So with all that being said, I want to bring in the man of the hour that I've been waiting exclusively to talk to, Miguel. How are you this evening? I am so wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm glad I could finally make it work. Man, that's yeah. it. You had so much stuff going on. Believe I know. I get it. It's crazy. I mean, we do it here. We have our full times and we do this at nighttime. So it's it's around the clock schedule. But I know for you guys, it's a lot. You're getting married soon. So here, so congratulations. Thank because you. thank you. That's just about almost around the corner. So I know it, it's a lot of stuff that goes on. I get it. Believe me. So we understand, but we thank you so much for coming on tonight. And there's of course a thousand things that I, I would love to ask you, but we only have, you know, a certain amount of time and, and it's okay. Cause we like to have as much fun as we possibly can, but Fuji wanted to get one question right off the bat. And then I'm going to flip it back to me for a moment. And, oh, and by the way, if anyone also pays attention to the show, someone's birthday is this month. And they call it the birthday month. So uh, to Miguel, happy birthday because it is birthday month. And Thank I do. You. And happy for birthday. the bonus, if anybody makes happy. a comment, if they know the exact day, because he did say it real quick on the radio, and I'll talk about the exact day later on. So I do remember <laughs> that. <laughs> Fuji. Miguel, welcome to the show. Nice finally meet you. Heard a lot about you. Um, right off the bat, I want to just fire away and ask you how you got your start. Did you have any uh, influences to be a DJ or get caught, you know, get in the radio business? Absolutely. Yeah. So I uh, grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, and I had a very, very long uh, bus ride to school. I grew up in the south part of Atlanta and I was bused up to the northern part. And so I was on the bus for three hours every morning. Uh, from middle school to high school. So I fell in love with morning radio because this was before, you know, we had cell phones and you could stream and all that stuff. You just had a good old radio. And so I fell in love with morning radio. And so I always, I knew that's what I wanted to do, but no one in my life uh, did that until middle school when one of, um, we had like a little small one mile radius around the middle school campus uh, radio station and I joined and our mentor was a big country morning guy in Atlanta called Moby, Moby in the morning. And his son was in my same grade, who I'm still friends with to this day. And so he mentored me um, all throughout middle school and high school. And then when I was in high school, a morning show started, like sort of what we do now in Atlanta called The Burt Show. 
Um, you'll see a lot of similarities between uh, what we do and what Bert and his crew does in Atlanta because I've always just loved their connection because I felt like I was part of the family. And in my professional life, I've met Bert and the crew a few times. And I'm always, I still feel like I am a sophomore in high school. And I'm like, oh my God, I've been listening to y'all for so long. Uh, so that was sort of like my, my mentor and my muse to get into radio. And so I went to college for radio um, at Georgia Southern University and I interned in Savannah um, for Clear Channel Radio, what it was at the time for 97.3 KISS FM. I was, a I was an intern, I was a promotions assistant, and then I busted my, my butt and then I was able to uh, do weekends and sort of slowly but surely throughout my senior year of college become full time. And so right when I graduated from college, I was able to transition into a full time role. So that's sort of how I got my uh, start in radio. So you pretty much worked your way up the ladder, in other words. Yes. Absolutely. It was a true rung by rung, slowly but surely climb your way up. Uh, to where uh, I am today. Did you ever do any um, sports talk radio at all, or was it just mainly music? Um, if I went to sports talk radio, it would sort of sound like a comedy show because <laughs> I know nothing about sports. Um, up until moving to Tampa Bay, I was not a sports person at all. But since moving here and seeing the excitement and being in a city where the teams win, um, I see what it brings and what it does to a, to a city and the pride that comes from it. But don't ask me about touchdowns or fourth downs or fifth downs or any of that stuff. I can't tell you anything, but I can tell you about the excitement. Uh, absolutely. I want to introduce one more person I see that just came in. It's a natural correspondent. It's Ryan Neff. Uh, Ryan, how are you this evening? Guys, I'm so sorry for being late. I just looked at my email like maybe five minutes ago, and I'm like, oh, 7 o'clock. So I just I just saw it now. I apologize for being late, but Miguel, thanks so much for being on, and I just caught the tail end of the conversation there. So, um, But, yeah, again, thanks for being on. Absolutely. Glad to do it. Thank you for having me. No, it's, it's, uh, in case you missed it, Ryan, so it's uh, the most energetic, the most positive, the most influential person that you meet in your life without actually meeting the man himself. But listen, it's so much fun. And I, at least I heard about, uh, I heard the pride. I actually, I tried to go down, Miguel, to when you were, you were hosting the brunch. And unfortunately, because I had other things going on at the same time, when you were down there, the off chance that you didn't go, that's when I was available. So I'm, I'm at one point, I'm going to have to run into you somewhere at, uh, at some point. But it sounds like, first of all, it, when it came to the Pride Fest and, and last, let's see, I've been here for three years now. So the first year when I was doing Uber Lyft down here for a little bit, I was able to go down to St. Pete Pride Fest. And it, it was fun because you could see just the, like everyone's faces just being jovial and having fun. And the most fun part, I think what it is, just like it is in Philly, you do not have to be in the LGBTQ group in order to have fun because it's open to everybody. And But St. Pete, I think, does a phenomenal job. When they put out the promos out there, it's everyone's welcome. And that's what it is. Everyone gets to enjoy themselves. And, and I'm actually kind of happy that this year they decided to do it for a month instead of the weekend because the weekend goes by so fast. You know it. You know, you've been on here for many years. You know, last year, because of COVID, it was a whole different story. But the year before COVID, I mean, it was here and gone. It was just that fast. So it was nice. He actually did a whole month 
uh, of celebration. So I, I thought it was pretty awesome. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. They do such an amazing job. And I've worked with them for a very long time on different projects. And they just do a fantastic job in branding and marketing and making sure that everyone knows what's going on. And like you said, making it inclusive for everyone. It's a celebration. One of the things that I love as their media sponsor is that we get to host a lot of their events. And St. Pete Pride, they do this uh, sort of kickoff celebration called the Stonewall Reception, sort of in memory of the Stonewall Riots, which is what started Pride um, all those years ago, and I believe 1969. But they do a Stonewall Reception, and Holly and I, uh, we get to host it. And what's really cool is Holly, who is straight, one of the things that we do whenever we start the ceremony what we've done for the past four years is she gets to do the kickoff and always say, happy pride. And the first year before we did it, she was like, I just love the feeling of love and acceptance. Can I say it? Is it okay if I say it as a straight woman? And I was like, those are the voices that we want to hear from, that we want to hear our allies and we want to hear people that support us and love us and you know, stand up for us in rooms where we aren't there and make sure that we have a seat at the table. Uh, so that's why we love having everybody come down and celebrate pride. And again, the the fun part is, first of all, St. Pete, everybody knows it. Or if those who don't know, if you're if so if you're viewing here from Philadelphia in, in the different parts around the world, Dallas, Texas, uh, L.A., we thank all you guys and girls for tuning in tonight. But if you guys have never been here to as far as Central Florida, and you go down to St. Pete. St. Pete has flourished as a city where it, it St. Pete was like that, that quiet gem that was kept away for years. And it's finally starting to evolve and shine. And then it shines even brighter, like every single time. And no matter what happens to St. Pete, no matter what, you know, differences goes on. We know there's so many things that are going on in the world today. They still find a way to make it fun. So they take care of business. Don't get me wrong. Mayor Christman does a good job. But at the same time, too, they bring the fun. And I think when you go down to St. Pete, just like Tampa, St. Pete, I mean, you can you can stop at any restaurant, any bar, at least it seems to me, Miguel, and you can just quickly say hi to somebody. And it's and it's it's so welcoming. Philly, don't get me wrong. I love my city where I came from. I was born and raised there. There's times, don't get me wrong, where you can't say Miguel, but most of the time when you do say you get the uh excuse me? You're talking to me? I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> just going about your business. I didn't know what was going on here. But no, let's say Pete does an excellent job. And I'm glad you guys are a part of it. And and speaking of being a part of, so we know that, that at least, again, the listeners who listen to the show, and for those who don't, uh, one thing is that um, Miguel has, when you say things about your life, it as you're open and you're honest about it, Sometimes you, know, you you really wonder when you listen to radio because we know there's some shows that obviously they'll doctor stuff up. Like, okay, here's what we're going to talk about, but we're really not about that. Versus you are like an open book, and Holly the same way too, even with her uh, her Mister New Friend. Uh, but it's funny even here to catch up with her relationship, and then Scotty with his new girlfriend. But it's great because you guys bring that element to the show, and it's if if a week goes by and we wouldn't hear something about. You know, not super personal about your life, but at least something that you guys share, it would be awkward because it's something that like in the morning I look forward to because now you have Scotty's stories in the morning to bring, you know, some happiness in the morning. So it goes again, goes to show you that I am a fan of the show, but it, it's like the stuff like that, that I, I love to hear. And I know you've gone through a lot, Miguel. We've talked about it. You, I mean, we're not talked about, it, but I've heard it as you talked about it with Holly. I know Holly got the biggest surprise ever 
by you surprising her on the show with not just the invite to the wedding, but what she's going to be in the wedding. And honest to God, I didn't even expect it myself because I thought Mayor Jane was going to be the one that's going to be right next to you. And then you shock Holly. So that's one of those things in the show that I like. You guys love to bring life into the show. And like with us here at Broad Street South, we do sports, life, and entertainment tonight. Of course, the entertainment portion of it. But it's a lot of fun when you can bring different elements into the show. And I, we know, at least for the most part, that you are getting married soon to your husband, which we all knew for the longest as Mr. Silver Fox. So the first question that I have with you, other than uh, as far as when you came out and when you were comfortable coming out, with Mr. Silver Fox, what kept you from saying his name for like the longest before finally releasing it to everybody? So um, that's one of the sort of radio things that you do. Um, I was a serial dater. And I was, um, as Holly used to always say, I was stinky with desperation when I was single. And so there were a lot of dates, a lot of scenarios. And uh, way back in the day, uh, we had a consultant that was like, it's hard keeping up with the people you go out on dates with. Like there is a Brad, there's a Jeff, there's a Steve. And they were like, why don't you give them characteristics of their physical feature or their job or something about them. So it made it more interesting when you were like, oh, well, Miguel's talking to, uh, oh God, what's his name back in the day? Oh, it was, uh, oh, Mr. Moneybags. Uh, he was a banker. Um, so it just made it a little bit more descriptive. And so with Abe, AKA Mr. Silver Fox, cause he, he's younger than me, but he went gray very early. And so I was like, looks like a silver fox to me. And so that was his name for years. And then after two years, that was my, at that point, my longest relationship. And I was like, well, I don't think you're going anywhere anytime soon. And now like I'm meeting your family and they're visiting and I'm visiting them and we know each other. Now it's awkward to be like, well, I met Mr. Mama Silver Fox. <laughs> so we right. were like, let's say his name, Abe. And so then there was like a big, like, here's the reveal, it's Abe. And so that's why, that's the reason why we ended up saying his name, because it was just awkward referring to his family. Right. Well, it's, that's why I said, listen, it, it's funny to hear the stories, because again, it's, the weekend rolls around, and it's, first of all, you got the, you got the love test, so you hear that towards the end of the week, and then you don't get the reveal until the beginning of the week. So you review it on Monday, it's set on Tuesday. The fun part is, as you talk about the things that end up happening, it's like that's almost like the cliffhanger on the weekend. Like, okay, what's going to happen on Friday? I got to wait until Monday to hear all about it. So, right. listen, thank you guys for sharing. And and I know for Holly, as and and we've heard also her 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 own little personal struggles that she's gone through, but how much progress she's also made. And obviously, that goes a lot to you because, as she said, the influence that you guys have had and working for each other for many many years at this point, I mean, you become natural family and when you when you can hear a tone in holly's voice whether it's you know having maybe a tough night or a rough morning or something else i think once you guys get together it's one of those things that she can kind of let go for a second and then find her happy place and i think that's awesome when the three of you guys can then put something like that together and you guys know you can lean on each other 
I mean, that's absolutely fantastic. So kudos to all you guys because it's a great show in the morning. Again, if you guys have not listened in, Hot 101.5 in Tampa Bay, Miguel and Holly, 6 to 10 a.m. I did say earlier, 10 p.m. It's not a you know a 16-hour marathon. It's a four-hour show. I've got to get paid a lot more if we're going to 10 p.m. <laughs> that you it's a do. long show. Yes. <laughs> it sure so. Now, for those who have not seen Mr. Solar Fox right here, is uh, the celebration between the two men that are soon to be doing their wedding nuptials. And and I, again, hearing all the stuff you end up doing and everything else, and then the surprise phone call that you shared with all of us this morning. Uh, if people didn't catch up, you can catch up on it on the website. I, I thought it was kind of funny. It, it was good the way you handle it, but at the same time, too, it was like, oh, my God, I can understand how awkward that would end up feeling when what what was said over the phone to you. So it's one of those things that you have to walk, I guess, a fine line when it comes to, you know, obviously personal life, then you add it to the radio, but because you guys are celebrating with all adults and then later on you are doing something with kids and family and, and other times, it, it was that probably, I would say, like you said this morning, had to be probably one of the toughest calls you ever got other than the Tampa Bay Seeker calls. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, so what happened is we decided because of the venue that we picked that we had to limit our guest list because when we hired our wedding planner and we just wrote everybody we knew like every single person from you know way back in the day yonder to now and it was around 250 to 300 people and we were like who paying for that <laughs> so we were looking at venues and we picked the place that we love but they were like our capacity is 150 so we had to significantly cut our list down. So it was like work people, like that cousin, cousin, cousin that you only saw like at Christmases when you were younger. Mm -hmm. We had to cut all those people out. And then it was like, you got to go in like a doctor and just precision cut like, ooh, ooh, ooh. And then we still had like 20 people. So we were like, let's make it no kids. And so then that got us to the 150. So then Abe's cousin uh, called us and was like, hey, my daughter, um, she just came out of the closet and she's, I think, 12 or 13. She's super excited or she was super excited to come to your wedding. She had this whole like pride outfit ready to go for the wedding. And she was so bummed and was in tears when we found out that it wasn't no kids were allowed. And so she wants to show you her outfit. And I was like. <laughs> oh my heart is breaking right now for this poor girl we basically just like said you ain't invited bye <laughs> so, but the mom was just trying to like make her feel better to be like see they see your outfit it would have been so cute you can wear it when we do a little celebration next summer so it was just it was it, it was a, a sentimental call but it was a very tough call right Basically, I was sitting on this side of the couch as he was over there uh, handling it and I was just like that's your family <laughs> <laughs> but it, it it happens it it's a different things and and there's a wedding that we're going to as well here uh late in and in, in the fall early in the fall I guess and it's the same way too I feel bad for always for the bride and groom because you guys have to put the list together you guys got to figure out you know who's who's going to wear who's doing what and yeah and then the cost now you and Abe, unfortunately, are falling into the part where everything is going this way instead of just being like, you know, even across the board. So kudos to you guys, because you're going to be spending a good amount of money, even if it's 150 people. But even still, it's just it's a preparation and all. So it's, I, I applaud you for doing 
all that stuff and the show and everything else because it's not the easiest thing. But the other thing as well is that obviously when you as a man and then when you decide to, to come out, Miguel, and I know part of your wedding is a celebration of life as well. That's the happiest day of everyone's life. And you and Abe get to celebrate that. But as far as in, in, in your adulthood, as you were growing up, and if, and if it's not too much to, to not share with everyone or, or if it is too much, when was it the reflection upon in your life that you thought, okay, you know what, I'll, I'm going from, I'm still a man, no matter what it is, but you know what, now I'm going to live my, my life as, as a gay man. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I realized it in middle, well, in elementary school, I always knew that um, I like to hang out with the girls and kiki and have fun but like when i would be like oh i want to sit next to blake but i didn't know why because like when you're you know if you're a straight boy you don't know why you want to like sit next to kiki you just want to sit next to kiki right uh, i didn't understand i didn't understand what that meant and then it was in middle school when we i think it was sixth grade we got uh cable and mtv was on and I saw the real world. And I remember it was the real world Miami and the gay guy was Dan. And he was sitting on a dock after a date with the guy and they kissed on the dock. And he was like, I don't think anything's gonna happen. Or, I don't even remember what happened. But I just remember that was my first time seeing two men kiss. And I was like, oh, oh, that's what I've been feeling. Oh crap, that's, that's not acceptable. This is 1996, like 97. <laughs> Ain't nobody that, that, ooh. Right. That's when I was like, all right, I, I understand these feelings and I've, I've put a, a, a word to it. But then obviously in our society at the time, it wasn't like people were like, come on out. So I was like, all right, well, this is a secret that I will just have to wear for the rest of my life. Well, then um, my senior year of high school, I was writing for a friend's um, online magazine back then. And I wrote a story about this little boy who played games in elementary school, like smear the queer, um, or would call people gay or the F word or whatever, or would say, oh my God, that's so gay, or you look so gay. Not knowing what any of it meant. Then when he realized that, oh my gosh, all these things that we've been playing is actually me, he distanced himself and then almost committed suicide. Oh, wow. Well, I wrote this sort of narrative of like basically saying, be careful of the words that you use or when you're playing smear the queer, like we didn't know back then what that meant, but those words have meaning and they're very powerful for kids. So I wrote this story, not saying it was me, didn't, no one knew I was gay at the time, wrote it, everyone loved it. And a couple months later, I wrote another piece about uh, MLK and his heritage and being black and the lack of diversity on television. And I, after I wrote that piece, I sent that to my mom and said, hey, what do you think? She was like, oh, that's great. I was like, well, here's this other piece I wrote a few months ago. Sent it to her and she was like, that little boy in that story, you? And I was like, oh, what are you talking about? No, I'm just I'm a very good writer. I'm very creative. What are you talking about? Good message. I love everyone. And then about 20 minutes later, I was like, so that was me. Uh, that is my story. And my mom was like, oh, my gosh. Like, have you told anyone? I was like, yeah, I told my counselor. And she was like, 
Why didn't you tell me first, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> she was just mad that I didn't tell her first. Um, so she was so, so great at um, acceptance and just, you know, letting me be me. And she was like, listen, as long as you're happy, I don't care. As long as you're happy. So then from there, it just sort of slowly, you just get more comfortable and telling people when it's, you know, um, applicable or you tell your friends and whatnot. And so then the rest of my senior year was sort of me just getting comfortable in my skin. And because for a long time, I could never say I'm a gay man because there was so much stigma behind it. And it right. took a long time for me to finally say it, to say those words out loud. Miguel, look, I was going to ask a question, Angel, if, if I can bump in. So Miguel, I just wanted to get your perspective, just reading about your story and whatnot. And, you know, the, the three of us and then our beat writer, Nick Lisi, we, we, we get transparent on this show, which is why people love this show. And people know about our trials and tribulations and reading about your trials and tribulations. And I was actually kind of struck the other day. I was watching an old movie, Seabiscuit, um, mm. about the racehorse. Mm. And there's a scene in there where the old trainer um, is tending to a horse and he's tending uh, to healing the horse's leg. And the gentleman, the car magnet, approaches him about the horse and what he's doing. And the trainer says, you don't throw away a life just because they're banged up a little bit. Mm. And the quote really struck me as it really could apply to anything that you're going through in life. Right. Knowing what your trials and tribulations have been, can you just maybe expand upon that, how you went from, we, we already know when you came out and stuff like that, but as you went along, did it get easier or did you still get pushed back? Did you still have the trials and tribulations and is it, does it still happen today? Absolutely. So that's such a fantastic question. Um, I have just recently been telling people how you forget as a gay person, I mean, especially one that's out in, in the public and I host Miguel's Big Gay Brunch, but there are still moments that you have to come out to people and that it still gets awkward. Um, so my, my grandmother passed away in June and I had to go back to um, Atlanta for uh, her funeral. Well, there were lots of people from my church I grew up in, lots of like extended family I have not seen in years. And my fiance went with me. I'm black, he's white, this is Atlanta, Georgia. And I have never been out or been truly myself around these people, especially from my church that I grew up in. And so I was really nervous about having my fiance who I'm about to marry as a grown ass man with his own career and pays his own bills. I felt like I was back in high school again. Like I just didn't know how to react. So as I saw some of the church elders um, that I grew up with, um, Abe, my fiance, he like kind of stepped back because he was like, I don't know if you want to introduce me or how that works. And just to show you like how as a gay person, you still have to go through that. This is my grandmother's funeral. I'm just, you know, in tears, emotional, trying to just wrap my head around what's happening. Um, my cousins have like their, that are my same age. They have like their kids or their uh, husbands or wives. 
and they're comforting their spouses or the spouses are comforting them. And my fiance was like, you just let me know what you're comfortable with. And I was like, we can just wait till later. And that's what was going through my head as I'm trying to grieve my grandmother is that I don't wanna make anyone from my church or anyone here that might be uncomfortable with my fiance comforting me at the loss of my grandmother. So those are the type of things that as a gay person, you still have to go through on a daily basis, no matter if it's a new space. Like if I have to ever go to a new barber shop and I don't know the people that are there, I don't know if they're gonna say homophobic remarks. I don't, so I code switch. My voice drops a little bit deeper. I don't move my head as I'm talking. I'm not as expressive because I don't know these people and how they would accept me for me. And your first thought is always your safety and your emotional safety as well. And to me, I think it makes it a little bit tough, Miguel, and because it's a shame sometimes that you have to live like almost a double persona just because of the society that we live in. And Philadelphia, I will say, in Center City, so you had the art district in Philly, and you still have the art district in Philly, don't get me wrong. But it, it was the same way where a lot of people couldn't have come out, even though a lot of people knew. You're going 70s, 80s, and 90s. If you're awakened enough to see what was going on around you, you can tell. Now, are you going around beating people up? Of course not. Because everyone's there to love one another, to have fun, enjoy themselves, and share an entire beautiful city with everyone else. So that was the beautiful thing about Philadelphia. Now, then again, coming down here and then running into people again when I when I was doing Uber and Lyft prior to getting the show going and everything else. But when I was doing it, it was fun when I met people because the best thing is, is that those who are going to accept you are going to accept you. In right. the end, the one thing that I will say, as you start your show off every morning, it's the year of our Lord, which I absolutely love that opening line you end up doing. But it also ties in with, in the end, the only one that's going to truly judge us is our Lord. It's God. And right. so when we have to confess our sins and everything else, when we get up there to them gates, we're going to listen, God, you know, I had jokes when I was down here. Don't get me wrong. Hey, you know, here's what's going on. So the acceptance part of it, it's tough because you would think and now in our modern society that it shouldn't have to be one of those things like, oh boy, so I just found out my buddy's gay. Does it really matter? He's still a human, no matter which way you look at it. And if you love your friend, pride him saying anything, you should love him the same exact way too. But again, we live we still live in, in almost tyranny times because people can't get over that. Everyone should be able to choose a life that they want. It's right. not that hard. And you know, if you want to be a baseball player, which would be, you can make a point here. If your friend comes up to you and says, guess what? I made a football team. That's great. And everything else. So why can't it be accepted no matter what walk of life that you are in life? Right. Because we're all supposed to be loved. And it, if, so I'm going to flip it back here a little bit to, your opening line every single morning, which gets me every single morning. Why did you choose that as part of your opening segment in the morning? You know, I've been asked this question several times and I do not have a funny answer for it. I feel like I need to create a story like a Bible dropped on my head or something <laughs> the first day we were on the air. But um, when I started hosting a show, I it, like literally just that one time I was just like, it is... Uh, January 13th, year of our Lord, 2013. And it just came out. And I I, I think if I had to dig a little bit deeper, mm -hmm. um, I love words. I love um, the way that people talked 
and how it's changed through the years and how we communicate. And I, it's probably just me being like, ooh, I'm going to be extra proper today on my first time hosting a morning show. And it literally just stuck in every morning, year of our Lord, 2021. And it's just always been that way. Well, listen, now I know some of the backstory. So when I hear it tomorrow morning, I know exactly what to expect from it. So well, you know, we can come up with the story and we'll just add to it. So the next time you get asked that same question. So we'll just keep going with it. But listen, when, when it comes to Holly, so I, I, and I know you've shared it with the story, but of course, a lot of new listeners that have never seen your show or heard of your show, they're able to hear it tonight as far as back in Philadelphia and again, all over the place. Cause we're in New York. We're even overseas, which thank God for that one. But uh, Sao Paulo, Brazil, China, so we're we're a different spot. So if everyone welcome again, Miguel Fuller from Hot 101.5 from Miguel and Holly Show in the morning with Scotty the Body, Holly O'Connor, and of course the man himself, as you can see him here on the other side of the screen. But I, I like to know how did you and, and Holly get together before you, Holly and Scott got together? Because you guys have built again a bond that's like really inseparable, and you can tell because even if just hearing your voices without watching your Facebook live feed. Just hearing it in your voices, you guys can tell the love and the support you have towards one another. So I would love to know the backstory when it comes to Holly. So I, when I was at my college, Georgia Southern University, there was a guy there named Steve Kramer who was a year older than me. And we both worked for the college radio station and we both were radio nerds. We were the only people who were in it at the time, um, the year I started, that weren't in it just to be on the radio. We were like, we want to know how do you radio? How do you do this? How do you create and communicate? So we bonded over that. And he graduated a year before I did. And he moved to Savannah. And right after I graduated, um, we moved in. We were roommates together. And a month after I graduated, moved in to, moved, with, moved with him to Savannah, he got a job offer to host his own morning show in Panama City Beach, Florida. So he went, took that job in the fall of, uh, or summer of 07. And then three months later, he put out an open call in the radio industry for a co-host. Ollie was in Ohio. She applied, got the job, moved down to Panama City. So then about early 2008, I went with them to this morning show conference because at that time I was trying to get out of Savannah and I was like, maybe if I meet some other morning shows, somebody's going to be looking for a third producer or something like that. Right. So we went to Charlotte to the, this conference and met all these great morning shows, but that was the first time I met Holly. And as the three of us, Kramer, Holly and I were hanging out, we were like, this could be a good morning show. So we worked on it for a few months. We finally got it approved. I moved to Panama City in uh, July of 08. And I instantly moved in with Holly after only meeting her one time because I was part-time, didn't have any money. And she was like, just cook some food. You don't gotta pay rent till they make you full-time, you good. Thankfully we became instant friends and coworkers. And we've been together ever since through different Cast changes, different cities, different radio stations, uh, different partners. Uh, we have been through all of it uh, since 2008. Miguel, um, didn't mean to call you off there. Great, Fuji. I was going to uh, say, how long have you, how many radio stations have you and Holly worked at? We have worked at, let's see, we started Island 106 in Panama City. Then we came to Play 98.7 here in Tampa in 2011. 
which is now defunct. And we were there for a year. Then we went back to Panama City um, in 2013, where I hosted my own show. And then Holly came a couple months later. Um, and then we came here to Hot 101.5, so three radio stations. Well, always a huge turnover. You know, I was at radio a long time ago, and you have, you you literally, when you're in radio, you, you hope to be there for two, three years, because you, you just, you have no idea day by day, you know, you, unless your ratings are through the roof, you really have no idea day by day what, what's going to happen. You really don't. Oh, yeah. I mean, and the fact that we've been here for six years in a major market, still sometimes when I'm driving into work, I'm like, did you really do this? Really? For six years? Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely. And it's, it, you know, it's not the, the, I think the toughest thing when it comes to radio and anything you want to do in the media, depending, of course, the hours you end up working, you guys, where I feel bad is, is that if you have to go to bed, let's just say like eight or eight thirty, and you know there's a show or something like, if there's an event that's going on, it's like, I can't do it because I got to be in bed by this time because I got to be up at oh dark thirty, headed to the studio to good fun stuff. So it's tough to make the sacrifices that you make. It pays in the long run. They're gonna be wrong as well, but it's it's tough because even if you and Abe or you and Holly or you and Scott, like if you guys want to do something together on a Thursday night, there was a favorite venue that you guys know y'all wanted to go to. It's like, do you make the sacrifice, take a long nap throughout the day and then go do what you have to do and hope in the morning, you just don't look like, uh, <laughs> I'm here, but I'm feeling, you know, pretty sleepy. So it, it's yeah. not the easiest thing in the world, but I, we commend you guys for what you do. Cause again, it's, it's so entertaining in the morning. And I think if, and there's plenty of radio stations down here. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you have alternate rock. I mean, anything and everything in between down in Tampa, you can. I think what when I started tuning in, it was like the same way. It was just like turning the dial. And then I heard you guys one morning. I'm like, huh, I, interesting. I want to hear what these guys are end up talking about. And so the, the more I listened, the more I was like, I like what I'm hearing. These guys are fun. They they, they bring different things. And and you guys at one point did blown off originally that's when i started listening in and then of course it switched over blown off is still there but love test and then can no end up taking over mm -hmm. i think the love test is the most interesting thing that goes on in the morning especially early because some of the stories when you think it's going to happen one way almost like blown off comes completely like out of nowhere and it's like, oh my, i wasn't expecting that one and then kudos to holly too because i know you guys work together but for Holly, when she puts her on her Finsta and the way she has to do things, I know it's going to be tough for her too because you have to put yourself in that awkward moment at the moment to get what you want. But some of them, Miguel, have been absolutely crazy. Like you had the, I know there was the one blown off segment where the guy was, he dated the girl. Then when he dated her, he was like, oh yeah, everything was fine. Everything was cool. And this was the one where she was um, watching a lot of crime shows. Yeah. And uh, so that one, never saw that one coming because the way he was talking about it, like everything was cool. But then when he started saying, you know, but it, it went a little bit, you know, a little bit on the crazy side. It's like, what could have been crazy? And then when he talks about it and then because you always hope that they wait until you introduce them. Oh, by the way, I have so-and-so on the line here. So it's fun when they start coming in and when she came in. She's like, but you knew it. You knew what was going on. Like, I thought you were about that. So a lot of those stories that you guys end up putting together. It's so much fun because, again, it's elements that you don't know what's going to happen. Tampa Bay Secrets on Fridays, that's almost like you look forward to that part because, again, some of them secrets, oh, dear God, you don't know what's going to come out of someone. Yep. 
and you, and you do get help blown a lot. So to me, it's, it's so much, again, it's so much fun. It's the energy. It's how you guys bring it in the morning, how Scotty stares, you know, he shares his stories. We all knew that he had his girlfriend from beforehand. She went to Virginia and now he's moved on, you know, hopefully to bigger and better things. So it's, it's a lot of things that goes on at the show. But again, bringing in that personal life that you guys didn't bring into the show, it adds, I believe, at least to me, maybe the other viewers and listeners, the how the fundamentals of all that brings success to a show like you guys. And, and I think if you were to go around Tampa and you guys were standing around, everyone know exactly who you guys are. And it's fun to, you know, oh, yeah, listen, no problem. Because even during the Tampa Bay Lightning Parade, it was fun to hear some people reference parts of your show. And it's almost like, hey. Someone's talking about the Holly, Holly Miguel, Miguel and Holly and Scotty. So it's quickly you run over there. It's like, so what do you like about the show? Mind you, I don't even work for the show, but I was like, so what do you like about the show? But it started a conversation like amongst 15 to 20 people. So that's where your impact of what you guys do for us in the morning, it makes it worthwhile. So by the way, two back-to-back -back Tampa Bay Lightning Parades and back-to-back -back Lightning Parades where your name and Holly and Scotty came up. So you guys have been doing something right for everybody to be listening in. So we're going to have to hire you as like our researcher because that's amazing. Like I never hear stuff like that. That's really cool. Thank you. I don't, I, I, uh, because of our schedule, there are a lot of things that I don't get to go to. And there are other morning shows um, that I, they, they do go out and they do stuff. Right. I'm like in order for me to stay sharp and to stay, you know, like mentally focused, I got to get my, my rest. Like sleep is number one. I mean, that's why, my fiance isn't even here tonight because after a few months of us, when we first got together, he was like, I love you, but like your schedule. And I'm like, why don't you get a night where you go hang out with your friends? I can go to bed super early and you can go be out, be go late and like not be a grandpa like I have to be for my show. And then so that's why Thursday night he goes out with our friends. They're at dinner right now. They go back to our friend's house and they hang out, play video games watch movies, and then I get to go to bed at 830. Yeah, it's okay, though. Miguel, I'm going to probably try to thank you now because of the way you open your show and the guy up there in the blue shirt, like way up on top. <laughs> I know the wheels are turning because I know what he's going to do from now on. And he's going to say, welcome to Broad Street Sports South Life Sports Entertainment. And then he's also going to say, the year of our Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> I can see it now. I can see the wheels turning. When he's sitting up there and he stays quiet for a long period of time, that's when all this, that's when everything starts to go. So I know, I know that's what he's thinking. I'm just going to require a 10% uh, fee. <laughs> Thank you very much. You're welcome. You should copyright. <laughs> yeah. hey, if Michael Buffer can, if he can copyright what he says here in the beginning of the matches, not a bad idea, Fuji. Matter of fact, you know what, Miguel, you can actually probably end up putting a screen on a T-shirt, the same exact thing, and then you'll be you'll be pleasantly surprised when people walk around Tampa like Miguel and Holly, Miguel and Holly, because then right. it's the opening line, and that's when you get to know how many people are actually tuning in. So, yeah, good point there, Ryan, and and Fuji is probably going to end up doing so. Fuji? That's what yeah. people in Philly will start doing. Fuji, Fuji, there's Fuji. <laughs> yeah. Next, next, next title. If it's the Sixers or the Flyers or whoever, and he starts walking around, I'll be like, Fuji, 
Bougie. Exactly. <laughs> I want to get in one quick question in here by Thomas Fogarty. And, and Thomas has been with us for the longest of time as far as a viewer and a fan. And, and we love him to death here. He says, who do you look up to early in your career? Um, that would have to be uh, The Burt Show in Atlanta that's still on now. The original cast of uh, Burt Weiss, Burt Weiss, uh, Jeff Dollar, Melissa Carter, Jen Hobby. Um, the whole show isn't together. They've sort of separated through the years. But the Bird Show with different cast members um, is there now. But this was in 2001 when they started because I was a sophomore in high school. And I remember I was there the very first day they were on the air. And I just remember thinking, this sounds like a beautiful train wreck. And I don't even know what a radio train wreck sounds like. But this was the first time that I'd ever heard a morning show just talk and be real. And it wasn't like a, ooh, gag, get, woo, 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 crazy, crazy, honka, 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 woo, woo, ha, ha. It was just right. like, hey, we're real people with real lives. And I just instantly connected with that. And I've, I mean, I still listen to their show now. And whenever I call up Bert or Jeff or Melissa or Jen for advice, I'm, I just, I still feel like a fangirl and I gotta be like, wait, all right, you're a professional. You do a show in a top 20 market. You can talk to them like they are your, your equal, but there's still this sense of like, y'all are awesome. <laughs> yeah. But it, every, I think you can't, there's no one. One thing that I always say is that you can never forget where you come from. The people who helped you along the way, you always got to thank them because you never know where life's going to end up taking you, where it's going to lead you, what doors are going to open. And for us, even though we, you know, we get to have fun, we don't get the big bucks like everybody else does. And even, and that takes time. So it's not like when you go into radio, everybody expects, oh my God, they must be making like six figures. Not necessarily. You start very low and as success of the show goes, that's how everything else goes along with the contract. But for us, we're able, we're fortunate, we're able to do this on Tuesdays and Thursdays and then during the football season. So, yeah, you know, it's it's work. It's not something anybody hands it to us. I mean, my producer in the other room there in Studio B, she she takes care of things as well. So it, it does takes, you know, it takes an effort at least to put a good show together. And that's the people that you surround yourself with. So when if one day you burn bridges with someone and that person happened to know the right person at the right place at the right time. And they look at you like, see, I could have helped you out, but you forgot who helped you along the way. So kudos to you for still reaching out to everyone else back in Atlanta, because no matter what, you're always going to be a fan of someone. Just like we're, you know, we're a fan of your show. You always became a, a, a fan of someone and it adds to your success. So uh, this, the show itself, you know, I, I can probably sing it to the rest of the world and I'll, and I'll bring up one more time here to everybody because it, it is absolutely awesome. So if you guys have not checked it out again, go to right on the website, hot1015tamabay.com. If you guys go there, you will see the lineup and that's, you can go to the main screen, but this is particularly for Miguel and Holly. So if you look at the show itself, you can get caught up on some of the parts of the show in the morning and they take little clips from it, which is really cool, I think. But I'll bring it up in the morning, and I'll show you the past shows, the Blown Off, Uncensored uh, podcast, and then the interviews. So it's the show doesn't end at 10. This is what happens behind the scenes to make the show successful. So it, it believe me, it takes a lot. But to have a show as successful as these guys have, it, it's a lot of work in there. And again, you can catch up with them on their Facebook page again in the morning. You will see it if you actually follow them on Twitter and on Facebook and you get the notification, you'll see when they go live in the morning. And that's a cool part because you get to sit in the park ladder before you go into the office, you get to see everything goes on with the show. So again, with Miguel and Holly, 
You got the Miguel and Holly on Twitter. Holly O'Connor again, Radio Holly on Twitter. Scotty the Body, which is, he's, it's funny how he's grown so much into the show and how he oh. continues to evolve. Scotty does an amazing job. And then on the Insta, again, not the Finsta, because Holly <laughs> takes care of that one. But on the Insta, again, you guys can follow him. Miguel and Holly mornings. And it's just, again, it's so much fun. And Miguel, because I know you have to go here real soon. There's one sound that I would love for you to hear. All right. It's our friends out of Pittsburgh in Ohio. They're called Sound Codes, K-O-D-Z. Now, the great part would be if they actually performed over at the wedding. I'm just saying, maybe a little pre, you know, pre-ceremony. They had a song called The Testament, but they followed it up with one that, you, that I'm going to play for you here. It's, it's a great sound, and it's not like the usual sound you'll hear on radio. So I do want to play this for you. It's Real Talk Boy from, from Sound Codes, and it, it's a great sound, if you don't mind here. I can't hear anything. Oh, well, you know what? Hold, sorry. Let me pause it. I know what it was because I hit the, let me hit the screen share. The one thing I forgot to do, like everything else on live stuff, is to actually hit the audio. <laughs> That's what Thanks. happens when you're ding dong. <laughs> yeah, I think that'll work. Yeah, let's hit it. I'ma make sure to speak clearly. Can y'all hear me? Say, hear ye, hear ye. Coats wear the beef like a ox, we're the ones hearing. Rappers acting like they're hard of hearing. New York, my city, if they got bars, we the law and order. Uh, I know my hot, don't get y'all in order. There's a line you shouldn't cross, and I don't mean the border. Uh, middle name James, guess I'm going hard in the pain. But my name isn't Waka Flocka. Have y'all forgot I'm all about the sun like Akhenaten? Why y'all so rotten? If you come from my crew, I'ma aim for blood nose for rotten. Won't tolerate negativity. When we in town, it goes down. Now I'm in the halls of a mentor. Hard to close, and I ain't talking about no Da Vinci. I'm a ball, and I know that not one of y'all can bench me. Nah, nah. I feast on any and see that many can feed. Enemy, please, my remedy leaves. Any battle I breeze, I'm God sent. Make my enemies cleave when crazy flow with infinite dreams. I mix a lot with the scheme, sir. Sound cold, sparkling like a cleaner. My flow is deep, but blazing like a heater. It was colder than a deep freezer. Begin toasted by an old geezer. We're pulling cars and I'm no visa. Locked and loaded. And beat you to the punch, nobody blow hits. And no mints, I got provoking. Lyrically, leave them broken. Like Black Moon, I got you open. I keep opponents up against the rope 
anyway, you're choking, it's no joking, and welcome to your death date, and I do you like an x-ray, I bust into your chest plate for hex sake, well let's play, I'm kicking it on leg day, you see the drive, and we driven like a Segway, let's play. Over beats since I was 15. Send the MCs away. Injured with a wrist fling. Born and bred in the age of hip hop is pristine. Staying in my lane. The haters sucking me like Christine. Money stacks in the bank and my whip's clean. Y'all operate opposite like a flip screen. Y'all only tell half a story like a skip scene. Lyrically, I'm a spitfire. Y'all spit steam. What's your plan B? Contingency to plan C. They pansies. Nothing works from plan A to plan Z. They can't stand me. Don't care about your Grammy. I ain't talking about awards, son. I'm talking about your family. I know it's uncanny. Can't accept what you hand me. You need to learn how to scream past Peyton Manning. You take flight while you buckle up, crash landing. Time to pay up, pay up debt, outstanding. Now, the nice part about that, with those guys, I tell you what, they have, there's a song that they have that's called The Testament. And you have to listen to that. I'll, I'll send you the link to it so, so you can hear it. It's just like a smooth jazz sound. So when they mix their hip hop into it, it's telling the story. And we know that hip hop, you know, everybody tells a different story a different way, but mm -hmm. they put a fine art spin to it and they do such a phenomenal job. So the Testament, when you listen to it, the, the look that they have, it would be something that, that, I mean, it would go so well, even with the wedding, even though I'm, I'm throwing in there, it, it won't happen, but I'm just saying, but I'm just throwing in there. But, you know, even if they did, you know, to sound coach, because I love those guys to death, but even if they were to come out, let's just say to the wedding, like a pre-ceremony type deal before you and Abe walk in, the look that they have for the, for the Testament, the song, first of all, the, the song goes real deep and reflects upon life itself, but it's the look that they have and the sound It'll really make people stop and look like, who are these guys? Like, it's such a different sound. And I wish they can come down here to Tampa. So I don't know, maybe we can somehow or another end up working something out for them to come down here. But they're, it's, they're very, very talented. And it, the last performance they just did was for Juneteenth up in Ohio. And they, they had a, a great, great time. Big Daddy King was up there with them. It was, it was uh, at least, I want to say, like 20 different performers. So that was their their breakout prior to COVID because they, they were starting getting things kicked off. But I wanted to play that because, again, it's – how it mixes with your show that feel in the morning so you get that smoothness going in before everything fires up in the show but uh thanks for listening to sound codes i appreciate it yes please send me that link i love them they're great i will no problem so listen we won't want to keep you up here too much longer because we're in the end of the show we want to end it with you so if you can hang out for one minute as they close out the show here mm -hmm. uh but for everyone else thank you everyone for tuning in we will be back Tuesday night, barring the crazy Tampa storms, but we'll be back. Episode 72, a lot of Eagles talk to get into on Tuesday. Plan to have a lot of fun on Tuesday. Of course, the show that follows 
on Thursday. And then they'll be uh, coming up in about two weeks. We'll be off for a week as we get into ramp up for the football season. And uh, as Miguel said, Miguel's an expert in the NFL, even though he said he wasn't. But as I'm kidding around with it. But uh, listen, thank you to everyone. Miguel, thank you so much for what you Thank you for coming on tonight. We really truly do appreciate it. And uh, we will see everyone next week. Everyone have a great night and a great weekend.